Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him, and I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I., so yeah. we named him. No idea. Just but, a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam Ashi. We, we said probably 150, mid 150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine pointer. Here, here steps out this 90 inch eight pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then out steps like another 90 inch eight yeah. pointer. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm like deer right there. Yeah, like, and he's 30 already yards. thirty yards. Yeah, he he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at one forty in the afternoon, back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yard shot. Sent the combat veteran, and I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass Comey one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure. Super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes with crickets in the background. Can you hear my... I've been looking for this cricket in this corner all... the whole episode. (laughs) The whole episode, someone's going to be like, kill that damn cricket, bro! (laughs) I was I couldn't hear it just until we started the intro, and I was like, man, I I got a cricket in my basement, but I guess it might be out there in in the studio. (laughs) No, it's me. It's a ripper, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I can hear it. I can hear it. All right, guys, we got Moose... um, Ryan Glitzky on. He's talking the value of a nighttime trail cam pick. Um, this is something that might be, you know, kind of controversial, and people might might 
agree with this and disagree. So I'm excited for you guys to get into this episode and a lot of good knowledge in here. Ryan's an excellent whitetail hunter doing it multiple different states and uh, been super successful over the years and uh, puts a lot of work in, man. A lot of out-season scouting and a lot of time in stand. Just to, like there's people that are like really, really strategic, good hunters, and there's people that are good hunters that just work their ass off to get it done, and that's that's what Ryan is. You know, he knows where to be, but every year he's just, you know, really working his ass off, and he gets it done. So kills one or two bucks every year. Mm-hmm. So, But let's get into the people that make this possible. We're going to get in the show. Let's start off with last breath. What you got, homie? Yeah, guys, September 1st is going to be the date that they dropped the trailer for this year. So be on the lookout for that, and uh, it's coming. We know that there's going to be some absolutely stunning videos coming. Um, you'll get to see our mugs on there. And if, uh, if you want to, you can check out this podcast on there, and be sure to subscribe and catch the rest of the season. I think um, 14 more videos are, are coming this, this, uh, this season, so a lot of, lot of hunting to, to come down the shoot for you guys. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, Always cool to. We don't get to see those before anybody else does. Oh know, yeah, right? when it's one. So you're. Well, I'm watching the season when it comes out, pretty much, just yeah. like everybody else. Besides what we've seen at the launch party, so I'm excited for them to come out, check them out, and uh, get some content. I'm almost through Midwest Whitetail, so the the they'll be perfect for them to slide right in after Speak. I'm finishing that up and be right back in the game. So. Yes. All right, do you have the Exodus Trail Cam tip of the week? Yes, so we got the new lease up and going. We got some treks out there, got some lift twos out there. Uh, we actually did a, I, I want to say a mini carpool because it wasn't like a full planned out deal. It was kind of a spur of the moment, and we uh, were out there, and we're like, well, shit, we might as well just pull the cards. So I guess we're we pulled. We're doing some stand work, you y- know? Yeah, and uh, yeah. so I guess we pulled all the cards. And one thing, when I was on about my fourth camera, um, we're going 100 miles an hour. Uh, you you got to get back so you can get your kid to backpack night. Um, we had football practice afterwards, so we're kind of in a little hurry. And one thing that I liked about um, having the Exodus out there is that when you set up the passcode, it makes you enter the passcode when you go come off of setup mode if you make any changes to how your camera's set up going back even just turning off turning back on you still have to enter in the passcode so having that passcode on there i really like it because it engages you to make sure that your camera's on before you leave so you're not just flipping the switch like oh i think i turned it on like you have to enter in your four digits and then you get to watch the timer start counting down from 30. so the tip is to just get a routine that you're engaged in and get your brain thinking that last 20 seconds you're at your camera that way you always turn it on um i think we've all done it and it's a it's a horrible thing when it happens so that is one thing that can help you prevent that yeah it's the worst when you go out there to pull a card and you get up there and you're like I, there's no way I left this thing off. There's no way. You know, and then you're like, uh, maybe someone turned it off. And then you took no pictures. You're like, yeah, I left it off. Yeah. Left it off. Like, that, that's it's just I... such a wasted time. And then in your back of the mind, every time I do that, while I'm hunting, I'm like, man, that spot where that camera was messed up is on fire over there. I know it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and probably, probably nothing there with spike bucks, but 
in your mind, you're thinking, oh, there's a shooter there. I know it. I just messed it up. So nothing worse than that. So that's an excellent tip. You know, make a process or make sure and slow down and really double check that on off switch easy, real easy to mess up. So, yeah, I think we've all done it, especially like you said, it's hot. You're on your eighth cam. You're like, I just want to get back to the truck. And, you know, that 30 second failure, you let that thing set for three months. That's a lot of a lot of wasted time. Mm-hmm. So, All right. And the last but not least is Black Rifle Coffee, guys. Um, we got the honor of them reaching out and wanting to partner with the podcast. So uh, we're brought to you by Black Rifle now. Um, and you can use code Whitetail Legacy um, with a space W caps and the L caps. Um, to get you 20% off uh, anything off their website except uh, their brand new stuff. Um, but pretty excited about that. Um, love their coffee, love their gear. Um, known them for a while, and it was really, really cool, the messages that we got when he reached out and said, hey, you know, want to give you guys a shot. So um, if you guys like the coffee or want to try out the coffee or whatever, uh, use our code and save a little jingle and help us out a little bit on the back end so yep all right that's it isn't it that is it man all right man let's get into this show all right we got ryan the moose the one and only on tonight (laughs) man how is it going i'm doing pretty damn good how are you guys I can't believe we could fit those broad shoulders in one <laughs> Zoom screenshot. <laughs> I need to lean my fat ass down some. <laughs> no, it's all, it's all that muscle bash you're carrying around yeah, out there, man. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, appreciate you coming on late. I know you're an hour ahead of us over there, so appreciate That's you right. coming That's on. We thought me. we were going to have flag football, but the 104-degree heat index kind of kicked yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. We wanted to have you on and talk some some uh, trail cams. That's what everybody's. That's that's the whitetail thing right now. You can yeah. for us, yeah. you know, you can glass, but trail cams is what we're focusing on a lot right now. But yeah. just for the people that don't know you, do do a short introduction of who you are and where you've been hunting the last few years. Um, Ryan Glitzky, um, A.K.A. Moose, <laughs> that I go by. Um, I'm from Southwest PA. Um, primarily, I hunt public land. Um, I hunt a little bit of private in Iowa, but outside of that, it's strictly public land. Nice. Yeah, you killed an absolute slammer in Iowa. Yeah. Man, we were getting uh, our ass kicked, and I was yeah. texting us, and we were following your story. I'm like, this dude is all over bucks. Like, yeah. I, every uh, day. Yeah, Lord bless me. It's it's a special place out there. I, I That's kind of the place you play to, you know, you pay to play to go. That's the only place I, I go to, you know, kind of a – it's a DIY setup, you know what I mean, type deal through an outfitter. I really enjoy it. I've been there a couple of times, killed some great bucks. Um, they kind of let me kind of do my own thing, and uh, but it's amazing. I mean, the, the you're past 140-inch deer up. I don't pass 140-inch deer up anywhere yeah. else. Here, you know? uh, um, and uh, blessed me with a pretty good one there. I was going to say, just like Cody said, we were out there getting our ass kicked, and we knew you had went to <laughs> Iowa, and I was like, what's what's – moose got going on out there he's like he's out there passing deer i'm like we can't even yeah. see any deer out here but, but i came back to pa and it was getting my butt kicked that 780 <laughs> it just sucked that was horrible horrible yeah it was it was tough man but so you hunt like you said you hunt a lot of mountain ground some farm ground and you go to yeah. iowa but we made a post a couple days ago on a social and i'm gonna i started making some of those just some stuff that i notice and you it's cool to see what other people 
you know, can, can yeah. add to it. Because if it's something that I think that's going to happen every year or something that I see every year or I'm thinking about, and you can get five, six different people's opinion on something that kind of maybe broadens your spectrum or whether it is it's bullshit or maybe you got yeah. something going. So uh, <clears throat> you commented on there, and I was talking about nighttime picks mm-hmm. and trail cam picks in general. So on this, on this episode, we're going to cover – you know, is a nighttime pick valuable? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, they get a nighttime pick and they're like, oh, cool, there's a buck. But a lot of people say if it's 10 to 3 or if it's 8 to midnight, like I'm not even going to look at it. So um, you're hunting farm ground and hill ground. Before this, you were saying that there's some differences in each one. But just just to start off, um, do you think a nighttime pick is valuable information You know, of a target deer? Yes, if it's multiple, that's what's key, in my opinion. We all get that one pick during the hunting season of that giant we never, ever see again. That's not the kind of bucks I'm talking about. I'm talking about the bucks you're getting multiple pictures, you know, throughout October and into November. Those bucks are killable, in my opinion. Yeah, so those multiple, you know, we get that every year where you just, you're just not seeing this deer. And uh, just like Magnum last year, we're thinking that we're a long ways away because we're getting those midnight picks. Yeah. But then a hundred yards away, you, you get a pick at nine thirty in the morning. So yeah. that that buffer, you could be a lot closer than you think you are. And uh, I think that is key. If you have a whole bunch of pictures of the buck, he's obviously in that area, <clears throat> feels comfortable in that area, even if he's there during the night. Yeah. Like I said, I, I hunt a little bit of farm country, hill country mix. And I also hunt down the mountains in the big woods. Um, I, I see two different things with the kit trail cameras wise there. Um, but in the farm country and the hill country, a lot of times I notice I'll start getting um, target bucks showing up, you know, in mid October on nighttime pictures. And you'll see them night pictures, you know, consistently through the, you know, 22nd, 24th, 26th. But I have multiple pictures of them. And personally, you know, once November rolls around, I feel pretty confident that, you know, you're in this core area. If you're getting multiple pictures, in my opinion, over a course of a couple of weeks, it's just a matter of time. He's going to daylight either cruising for a doe, checking scrapes or on a hot doe. And then that's just where you're, you know, my opinion, your postseason scouting is putting you in that right location in that area to kill him. At. Um, I've killed multiple bucks, five or six bucks over the course of, uh, you know, the last decade, maybe that I've had strictly nighttime pictures. And the first time I've seen them bucks was daytime. And I killed him. I've had that multiple times happen to me. Nighttime picks do not bother me getting them at all. It's just a piece of the puzzle. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's what it is. Piece of the puzzle. You know, you just, it, that's where all your scouting, all that trail camera data, historical data, mm-hmm. all comes into play to put you in the right spot. You know, you got to have that confidence, you know. Yeah, I feel like the big thing right now is, you know, bed hunting, which it yeah. is super successful. Yeah, I've yeah. killed on that. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of people think, man i'm not getting daylight pictures of this deer i'm not on his bed i'm not going to kill him that might not be the case like you said if you have that the previous scouting maybe you've seen bucks in this area in the past seasons you went through there man there's a lot of big rubs and scrapes in this area but he's not daylighting you know eventually he's going to daylight and that's how we kill a lot of our bucks like yeah we go to a spot that we know um if that they like, and we just wait it out. We just put yeah. the hunts in to, yeah. to, to finally see that deer. 
I, I, I base a lot of times like I'm, I'm a rut hunter and a lot of those cameras I'm, I'm gaining that historical data and a lot of times the spots I'm in I have historical data just from simply sitting in them spots I know they're good areas I'm, I'm I've kind of figured out I guess you could say the kill tree in that area and I know if I'm getting pictures nighttime or daylight I'm going to get an opportunity it doesn't always mean I'm going to kill them but I'm going to see them get an opportunity possibly yeah you know yeah hey. that's our problem we haven't hunted long enough to get that kill tree yeah, that, and that takes a couple of years sometimes, I and mean, that's basically when I break down an area, I start breaking an area down in, in sections, and I'm kind of finding, you know, you might be hunting a thousand acres, or in my, my personal opinion, there's only a couple of kill trees in there, where you know there's going to be multiple opportunities that mature bucks, you know, and that's kind of what I look for, and the cameras are huge in that, you, you know what I mean? That's a big thing, especially nowadays. You know, half my cameras are, are maybe hunting for me, you know, actually during hunting season. I'm checking them, seeing what kind of opportunities are there. Then the other part of my cameras, they're just soaking all year. You know what I mean? In new areas to where, okay, I got three or four shooters on a big scrape. I know next year, well, I'm going to be there. You know, that helps me a lot out with the cameras. Yeah. What were you going to say, homie? I seen you down there. Yeah, just that, you know, that you're getting the deer on camera at night and that's why we all like these october cold fronts because even though he yeah. might be getting closer or not he's when the cold front rolls in he's going to be up earlier trying to get to a food yeah. source most likely and that's when you can catch him there early season even if you do have him on just nighttime and one thing that i've yeah. tried to be more proactive about is not waiting until i get him in daylight on camera but try to be there before he's going to daylight on camera, you know, like, yeah, like you said, that's where the multiple pictures come into play. I think like, mm-hmm. so you get one picture that that's hard. I mean, you could, you know, if you got one picture of a, a fantastic buck, it, you can do the shotgun pattern with the cameras and try to find, them, you know what I mean? Um, but if you're getting multiple pictures in an area, like you said, the cold front comes in in October or whatever it is, that's a whole different ball game. Here. You, that, that your opportunity is going to be there to get an, you know, to get a shot at, you know, um, personally, I kind of suck in October. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get better. And I think that's where these guys at bed hunt, man, they're they're elite with that stuff. And that's something I'm trying to learn. Um, you know, my bread and butter is that last week of October when I start doing stuff and into November. But uh, I, I think the uh, that early part of October is, is a whole different game I'm trying to learn. Yeah, we've been in the chips. We've killed early, but, man, we were in the chips last year on multiple hunts. Really yeah. good early October for us just – Super on early the edge October. killing so many times, but yeah, that's um, why I said but, a lot of my pictures I don't get till you know you start getting in the mid October 18th, 20th, 20th. That like all of a sudden, not like it, you're sitting there, it's like three weeks into the season, like good lord, there's not a shooter. All of a sudden, then you start popping for me. That I don't know if it's just the area hunt in Southwest PA and some of the uh, public that's so pressured, I don't know, but a lot of times my bucks don't show up in the farm country till October 20th, give or take. Then I'm in the game. Now, like I said before, I do hunt. I started transitioning the big woods and the mountains. Um, there now, the bucks I get in the summer to velvet, I see them the whole way through in October, November. It is a little bit different game there that I'm seeing in the you know the farm country areas I hunt. <clears throat> yeah. So, so here's I got a question. So a nighttime pick. There's a lot of states, uh, a lot of people that listen to this that can bait and feed. Um, if you're getting a nighttime pick on a feed station or a bait station. Um, are you giving much credit to that, or are you just saying this deer's in the area and he's coming in? I would say he's in the area. You know, you're probably, like I said, it comes back multiple picks. He's on that bait pile. He's there somewhere. He's, you're in his, probably on the edge of his core area or somewhere in his core area. He just might not be comfortable in them bait piles. You know, I've I've never hunted over bait. I've just, from hearsay, guys said a lot of them bigger bucks are going to be nocturnal on them. 
Um, you know, I don't have really an experience on that. Um, but I would say it'd be the same thing. If you're getting nighttime pictures off, like me, if I was getting nighttime pictures off a of bait pile, I'd be looking at aerial maps and topos and trying to figure out where I could kill from there. Yeah, Not where all. he's coming in from, you yeah. know, trying to, trying to figure out how he's accessing that bait and just yeah. yep. red trail and then back right. from there. Yep. Mm, exactly. Yeah. That's something that I feel like would be tough. We can't bait here, but in Missouri, you know, you can mineral, you know, before season. And when I was young, we have a lot of deer on the mineral, bucks on the mineral. When we very first started running cameras, when it was like the D cell batteries, yeah, eight oh, yeah. in there, and the camera was like, you know, giant, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you had to put your, you had to put the SD card in the desktop computer, like you oh, yeah. couldn't get off the four wheeler, you go home, you'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna get so much intel. But they were nocturnal uh, on the on the mineral, even in the summertime. Yeah, and yeah. and we were always like in the back of our head. My grandpa, he would always be like, oh, they must not live on the farm. They must not be yeah. very far. But then we'd see those deer. Like you're saying, we would yeah. see those deer in the rut, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like if you had those nighttime picks, um, and like you said, they're consistent. You don't have to be every day, but like he's there no, no. pretty pretty frequently, you know. And Twice a and, week. I see a buck twice a week, in a week, say, you know, end of, towards the end of October. He shows up twice in, in a four-, five-, six-day period. He's in the area. It, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel pretty confident. You know, like I said, it's that single picture we all get every signing season. That one giant comes through we never, ever see again. You know, that that's a different game there, you know. But if he's going to meet yeah. two or three pitchers in a week, week and a half, um, I'm going to feel pretty confident um, – with my postseason scout and putting everything together that, that he's, I'm going to see him eventually. Yeah. Our main piece, Boonertown, we always get like five floater <laughs> bucks, one picture in middle yeah. of October. Oh yeah. And, uh, yep. the neighbor did kill one, one year was one. We got like a three shot burst of him and he ended up killing them to the South of us. But we always get like a ton of bucks just at nighttime coming in there. And they're yeah. always the cool ones with like the flyers and the split yeah, yeah. and stuff. The and then they all browse. go. We got eight pointers and ten pointers. <laughs> <laughs> we got the basic bucks out there, but um, I'll take basic bucks. So I'll take them. Yeah. What, what, yep, yeah. yep, yep, exactly. So you're yep. hunting the, you're hunting farm ground and hill country bucks. And before we started talking about this, you said there's kind of a difference in your nighttime picks in the different areas that you're hunting. So can you kind of break down that, what you're thinking from nighttime picks to hill country to nighttime picks to farm ground? Uh, like kind of my, my farm country, hill countries together kind of there. Um, those areas, my nighttime pictures typically in there, I don't really start to pick up um, the bucks that I'm targeting till later in October for whatever reason. Like I said, I don't know if that's pressure based or what. Um, <clears throat> that's they, Those areas there, I've kind of, those areas there I've been hunting for probably like 30 years. So pretty much when I started getting in bucks on camera, I, I know that area. I know where to be. I know where the kill tree is or whatever. I know where to set kill it. Now, this Big Woods Mountain stuff, that's where I'm, um, I'm – this is only my second year in that kind of area. And what I've noticed there is I'm getting nighttime pictures of those bucks from the summertime through September, October, November. So I'm, I'm constantly getting pictures of those bucks. Um, it's a little different there. It seems like um, those bucks aren't – leaving is is you know what i mean they're not disappearing as much they might travel a little more you know what i mean but i'm getting those bucks consistently kind of throughout the season you know throughout the year actually in there so it's a little different i don't know if i really hunt different i would say i'm still going to be 
looking for as a rut hunter, I'm still going to be looking for you know an overlooked pinch point near bedding and stuff like that. I, I think my style is the same in both. Um, just I think the bucks in general are doing something a little different in, in the big woods and mountains. What I'm seeing than I am in the farm country and hill country type deal. That's what kind of what I'm noticing there. Um, hunting them different. I don't really think I have a different technique. I guess you could say. But the, the the hill country bucks doesn't seem like they're making a giant transition. They're kind of hanging around. Yeah, when I'm getting them in October, you know, because like I said, I, I, you know, I've run mineral licks. I'm not a fan. There's guys out there who are like, you know, this guy's an idiot. I hunt. I prefer probably 89% of my cameras are on scrapes. Bucks I get on scrapes in the summer, I typically will see again in the rut. Um, hill country, farm country, I, I lose a lot more than I do in the mountain areas and the big woods. Um, but me personally, I don't like mineral licks. Because for me, I swear to God, 90% near damn 100% of the deer I get in the summer on mineral licks, I never see them again. I never see them again. Um, so I preferably just run everything on scrapes. Uh, maybe creek crossings, real tight pinches, um, stuff like that, you know. Are but are them bucks gonna just come back? We'll say for you know that pre-rut phase, or are these gonna be the deer that you're gonna be able to hunt during the rut? Um, I I would say they're they're. What do you mean the ones from the summertime? You mean yeah, the ones that you're getting in the summertime that are on the scrapes. Yeah, I typically will see them again. Like a lot of times in the big woods and the mountains. The bucks that I'm getting on the scrapes right now, I will see again through October. When it starts to heat up out last week, you know, we all know the pre-rut around Halloween. I will probably see 80, 90 percent of them bucks again hitting them scrapes, either at night or in day or something like that. Um, I come at last year, I come real close to killing a big nine point, 140 inch nine. I had pictures of him all summer. He disappeared and I almost killed him. I think it was November 12th last year. I mean, I'm catching my wind. But uh, but like I, it seems in the mountains and big woods. I see what I see in the summer. I do see again in, you know, all my cameras when I'm checking from historical data. I'm seeing them bucks again in October and November. The farm country is where I don't really see the summertime transition into the fall. Kind of like I'm getting different bucks, I guess you can say, in October in the areas I hunt. It could be different for everybody else. From my experience where I hunt, um, it maybe it's the pressure based. I don't know. Um, but typically the bucks I'm going to kill in November in the hill country, in the farm country hunt, those bucks are ones are showing up in October, and I'm killing them, you know, Halloween week and in November. That's typically what happens there. I would say one thing that, and Cody and I, I don't even think we've really had a conversation about it, but um, the every year that goes by, every time we hang a camera in the summertime now, we at least clear out some grass and get some dirt roughed up, get that that dirt sent up in the air and you know we're yeah. trying to make a scrape if we if we have to pee one of us will pee in it if not yeah. we at least got that dirt exposed and within the first day and a half two days like we got at least some sort of buck on camera there oh yeah and you know they, simply, they just come in and get yeah. that scent you know yeah yep so that, yeah I, I typically doctor my like when i find my like my postseason scouting is a big part of my success um that's where i typically I'm looking for big primary scrapes. I'm marking them on LNX. That's where my cameras are going back in the summer. And they're gonna pretty much stay there until January, February. Um, and I'll doctor them up when I first find them. Um, you know, either ones I've already known about or the ones I just find, I doctor them up in the uh, winter. And then when I go and check my camera up, I doctor them again. And when I do my camera checks, typically I'll doctor them up again. And then when the season rolls, you know, pretty much deer are taking them over. And a lot of times I'll just let them roll with it after that. 
Yeah, I got a six pointer that comes in and freshes mine up every <laughs> every day. Yeah, I got a few of those. That, that, uh, yeah, they, they tend to. That's every I time I see it, I'm like, yeah, I got some fresh, some fresh scent on that on that branch up there. He's always oh, yeah. a good thing. And then tonight we had a really nice one up there. Yeah, curled his head neck all the way back. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I put videos of guys that you know these bucks hitting these scrapes in the summer. Like I can't believe they're working that scrape. They'll paw the ground, piss it. Yeah, just like I, doing in October, every, November. Yep. A couple years ago, I thought it was BS. I was like, they're not doing that shit. Yep. And then you start the last couple years. I have an assload of pictures of bucks on oh. scrapes yep. in the summer. Yep, an that, assload. Like that's big my deer, bread and butter, deer. man. Yep. Joe's fawns, like yep. everything is yep. is in there. Scrape. It, it. I mean, it, I tell you what, I'll scout all winter, and I only find a couple of these scrapes. What I say, you know, there's different. Even primary scrapes, there's different ones. Some are just, they're just magnets for does and fawns and bucks. When you find out, and you check your camera card, and I usually like mine like a 30 second video, and I go and check it after four, five, six weeks, and there's fawns and does and bucks and mature bucks. Like you know, you're in. You're in it. That, I mean, that is money. You know, that's one of them spots. If everything, the terrain, the thermal hub, and all that comes together, that's a, that's your kill trees there. That's my opinion. Like, it's done, it's over with. You know what I mean? You know, you just go put your time in a place like that. But they're hard to find. You're, I only have a handful of, of places like that that are consistently mature bucks through the summer, through the fall, and getting, you know, it just, it just it's the local hang-up. That's all it is. You know, it's just they're dynamite spots, but they're hard to find. You know? One thing that I... Um, have started to pick up on more about these summertime scrapes is that having a good licking branch is more valuable in the summertime and more necessary than I feel yes. like it is in the fall time. Yeah, a, a trick that I do, honestly, is in the postseason scout, when I find these scrapes, I find um, scrapes that I, I feel confident that I'm going to get, you know, pictures of mature bucks in the summer through the fall. Is I'll literally say a lot of times I find them here on oak trees, maples, uh, beech trees, stuff like that, low overhanging branches. You know, I find already natural. Like I'll make mock scrapes, but I like to find natural scrapes. And what I like to do is I'll trim off maybe the upper, like an oak. If it's a small, you know, oak tree or something like that, I'll trim some, you know, oak tr uh, limbs off, and I'll zip tie those to the existing mm -hmm. uh, licking branches, kind of beef them up. And they love that. I, I, you know, I'll twist them, make them look natural, and everything else. You know, I wear rubber gloves. Sometimes the winter you get away a little bit, um, but I just kind of beef those licking branches up, and um, they seem just to love it. You know, they, they, them big bucks just man, they just go to town on that in the summer. Yeah, that's a good idea because we find a lot of scrapes, and then it's a really hot scrape, and then the the branch is gone, and <laughs> yeah. then the scrape's gone. You know, the branch well, is I, gone, I, and you're like, well, shit. And you go I back in there postseason scouting, you can yeah. tell that something busted that scrape, and then they were just done with it. Or something busted that limb, and they were just done with it. Mm -hmm. They're not even going to use that area anymore. I have a scrape right now that I've been hunting for 20 years, and I can't tell you how many how many branches I've zip-tied to this stupid tree. Because there's no limbs left. They rip every two years. I've been hunting this spot for 20 years, and we've killed some pretty damn good bucks off it. You know, it's pretty crazy. Yep. So the so the one thing that I really wanted to drive home at, about this you know this episode is right now everybody's sharing their trail cam picks and talking about what bucks they got. Yeah. Don't worry if you don't have bucks on cam. There's no. still hell of time, you know. Don't I, I, worry I, if you're not getting daylight bucks. No, right now. like yeah. you still got a bunch of time. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a bad hunter. Those guys, some of these guys are itching to go October first, and they're you know you know the guys, you know Mr. Yeah. Insult. 
Jake Boyce, all these guys are just, those guys are phenomenal when it comes to bed hunting stuff. I, I'm just trying to figure it out. But me, come October 22nd, 23rd, I check camera, and I got multiple shooters showing up at dark. I don't care. I'm fired up. Like, I'm I'm, I'm ready to go. Like, it, it's it's time, you know. It's just yeah. time to put time, you know, your ass in the stand and, and put some time in then. Yeah, that's definitely something you're good at. You, I think you had a couple of weeks straight last year, at least like seven or eight days straight. Yeah, I, I, I take this year. I'm off a month. <laughs> so, Damn, yeah, that's three epic. Weeks last year, I'm taking a month off. I'm taking the last week of October. I'll be in Ohio probably for a week, and then I'll have three weeks after that in November uh, between Ohio and PA. I plan on hunting this year, and uh, that sounds great. But about day nine, ten in a row of dark to dark, it kind of sucks ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like. Hey, this is cool. I'm ready to kill something. Yeah. Get my mojo back out here. I have a lot of talks with Jesus in the morning about day 11 or 12. Like, can I be done, please? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I was saying, it all just depends what you're seeing and killing. I think I've earned this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of going in here early. People don't understand the mental. I mean, it's physically, it is grinding. It is no doubt physically. you, You should, you know, watch your diet, be in shape. And mentally, oh my God! Some days you get up three thirty, and you know you get in the shower, and you're, you're driving to that spot. You're not all my spots are about forty minutes from, forty five minutes from, and I'm telling you, dude, just you're just what the hell am I doing? <laughs> you know you love it. <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. I mean, trust me, it's not like walking up on a on a good buck, nothing like it. And that you know it's worth it. But up to that point, oh, there's some days it's just like what the hell? <laughs> and you're you just know? like, well, yeah. here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, you're yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, you guys, I tell you what, you guys did that series last year with you guys on public land. And I mean, you could hear you guys, the you know, the, the two week period. Yeah. We just made I mean, you could just, and that is it. I mean, that was 110% the reality of a bow hunter in, you know, in the rut. That, that is reality right there. Then, like I said, Mother Nature throws you a curveball, 80 degree weather. Oh, that's horrible, you know? Yeah. We were like this, and then we were like, eh, oh, yeah. and then a little bump, and then just <laughs> yep. straight yep. to hell. <laughs> Nosedive. <laughs> pray, pray to God we have good weather this year, you know? And yeah, I, yeah. I you I, guys would have yeah. good weather. I would, you guys had the weather fronts last year. You both were attacked. I, I would, I, I'll put money yeah. on it. You guys were in it. Just Mother Nature, nothing you can do about it. Hot and you yeah, we were in the, we were in the chips, man. Yeah. We were close as hell, but. You know, yep. when you you encounter you encounter your target buck on a seventy-five degree day. Yeah. I mean, you're in, you're there. You just got, just not close enough. You know what I mean? Yep. But yep. So going going back to you know, if you're not, if you know, don't worry if you don't have giant bucks on cam yet. Keep you know, keep scouting, keep trying to find the areas. Yeah. Um, but shit could change. But uh, yep. just kind of wrap this up. What kind of tell us your favorite? story of a buck that you killed that you only had nighttime pictures of well I, i'll tell you a story from two years ago um a perfect example of nighttime pictures um i had now this now i live in southwest pa i'm not chasing 160 inches unfortunately you know so a buck 20 a buck 30 is a pretty damn good buck to go after but uh i had two bucks that showed up i think it was the last week of october um two uh four and a half year old bucks one was a seven point probably pushing 130 pretty good deer and the other one was the 10 point about Pope and Young 125. Uh, I had strictly nighttime pictures, three or four pictures of them each that last week of October, um, first couple of days in November. And then I think it was November 6th, um, the seven point actually came in on me at, I think it was like 9 15, 9 30 in the morning. And unfortunately, I blew the shot. Um, 
you know, bow hunting is what it is. Um, I was pretty down and out. And I'm like, man, that's a freaking seven point. I had nighttime pictures of, but I knew there was another buck and there was that 10 point. And sure as shit, four days later, that 10 point came in on a, on a doe, run a doe, and I killed him right at daybreak. And it was just both them. I never saw him in daylight. Never saw either one of those bucks within a four or five day period. I saw both of them in daylight. That's just how it goes. That's what's that on. Uh... Was that on scrapes in October? Yep, yep, picks? yep. yep. I had strictly had that camera on scrapes. They were coming at night, and then, like I said, later it was November sixth, I believe, and November like tenth or something like that. I ended up killing that ten point a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, it was all off. Saw them, you know, saw got multiple pictures of them, and I knew it was a good area from historical data and stuff I got between the camera and just being there, and, and ended up killing one of them. You know. Yeah, I mean that just goes to show you, you get those bucks working pre-rut, even if it is at nighttime. Yeah. Um, they're they're gonna if they're working scrapes in your area they're probably going to be rutting in your area pretty oh, good yeah, stand, yeah, um, you know yeah. so things happen. they can you know pressure food those things happen yeah. we all know that but i would feel pretty confident i'm getting multiple picks of a buck um he's going to be around you you put your time in you're probably going to get a crack at him eventually you still got to do your scouting you still got to put the pieces of the puzzle together but the hunt smart hunt you know hunt hunt uh you know aggressive you know what i mean as you need to you know put your time and you'll get them Right on. So, are you? You got to Kuwait a couple years to go back to Iowa, right? Yeah, I think it's it's getting tough. I think uh, four years, maybe five years now. Yeah, that's so, what I. That's uh, what yeah, I've been I'm seeing this year is about four to five years now. Yeah, yeah. It took me. I'm gonna four have to put. A, I'm gonna have to put points in just oh, just man, because. Just... I don't know if I'll go. But damn, I gotta wait five years. Yeah, you never that's know if I have... Yeah, I'm, I, I'll be in Ohio this year, PA. I think. Uh, Next year, maybe Kentucky. I might put for that third state, and then my off years, you know, I will be in there. I think I'm going to do. I'm trying to get to three states a year. That's kind of what I – it's kind of a little bit of obsession, you could say, you know. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? But, uh, yeah, but Iowa is a special place. That, that is for sure. It's uh, for, for a Southwest guy. You know, he goes out there, Southwest PA guy, and I get to go out to Iowa occasionally. It's, uh, it's amazing. Just, I mean, I've never been a place you can rattle. And it's like every time you crack your horns together, it could be a spike or 160 inch walks in on you. It's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I had a I had a lease like that one time in Illinois where I'd rattle in and I'd rattle in like five bucks. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, you rattle in. Right. You're you're hanging still, them up like you're grabbing your uh, boat. You know. Yeah. Man, I don't think you rattled a buck in the last two years, have we, homie? Yeah, we rattled. I rattled in that. Yeah. Oh, no, not that I one. The, uh... There's no rattling horns except Iowa. I have a set of about a mid 140s I use in Iowa, and that's the only place and the only time I rattle because I'm scared of the else probably in PA. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't do much calling outside of Iowa. To be honest with you, PA a little bit. I really don't do a lot of calling. Just I think they in my area they've heard. It. You know, the, the three, four-year-old deer plus, they've heard it. So I, I, yeah. I kind of stick away from it mostly. Yeah, yeah, homie, he's already filled the freezer, too. Did you see those picks? Oh, no, he's I didn't. He's already yeah. dragging out deer. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've probably been doing that red tag crop damage we have here in PA. We kind of we kind of help the farmers out in July, comes in, and uh, <laughs> we can uh, shoot a couple deer per farm, a couple doe. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for about 20 years. I usually try to shoot two or three doe and kind of gets the itch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I still believe in the right one. And uh, farmers appreciate it. You know what? They keep their they keep their property open to other hunters. So it it's a win win. Yeah. I was I was uh, just on your profile today. I must have I don't know how I didn't yeah. see yeah, that. I think it my stories. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, know. Yeah, that was your story. Yeah. yeah I fun. watch your story every day, man. I gotta get that <laughs> intel. You're out there. You're yeah, like, I, I, you're out there talking. I'm trying to soak up as much knowledge. You're on a couple PA giants. 
yeah, like I got the, I, yeah, it was kind of like, I'm like, man, I getting really nothing great on camera. Then all of a sudden I got a couple pretty good ones here last weekend. And uh, it was funny because if you guys been following, I think it was, it's been going around a couple people been talking about Mark jury said August 18th through the 20th. Some yeah. people posted about watch for these bucks to show up. And I started looking back like last year's data and them bucks there. Now what I'm getting is like that 16th through the 22nd. I'm noticing August. Um, when I looked at pictures last year, and them two bucks, I think it was the 21st and 22nd showed up for me. I was like, you know, there's something to that, you know, in around yeah. that 20th time frame for sure. I, thought I that read was pretty that, interesting. and I think we lost all of our bucks on the one piece, like the 14th. <laughs> and they're, like, literally gone, like mm -hmm. nothing. And we have a shooter there tonight, but we lost literally mm -hmm. every shooter. And there was four that was there pretty, like, frequently it was at least every other day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then so you had them through July, you're saying? And then they just yeah, they had them through July. And then like the 12th to the 14th of August, ghosted. And huh. we were thinking it got kind of hot. Yeah. But then I would say a food like, source, man, probably. What's that? I would say maybe a food, uh, food source. I know for us, there is a ton of apples this year. Soft mass, um, the wild yeah. grapes, apples. I mean, just loads. So you may have different food source, maybe you know, and yeah. they're moved on right now. So that could be. We don't possible. have a we don't have a really good acorn year on our piece this year. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that it's been a it's an awesome acorn year, and every tree that we look at, there's just nothing. Yeah, so. I've yeah I've seen some acorns. I don't know how good the year's gonna be here yet, but like I said, soft masses. Yeah. It almost might be too good because I'm seeing apple trees just everywhere, and it's like. Sometimes you can just key in on one or two, but there's 50 freaking apple trees. It's like, it's hard to key on, key yeah, in on some, my apple, some. My apple trees in my yard are nuts this year. Probably the best apples I've had yeah. forever, but we had a lot of rain yeah. and kind of a a wet, cooler summer, you know, so yeah. I think they, they grew pretty good, but that yeah. definitely could play a role. I put a post out today about, you know, is anybody seeing that switch a little earlier? Because we normally see it like... Like they're saying, like the twenty second to the twenty eighth, yeah, they disappear for like three weeks and they come yeah. back without velvet. Like we we'll yeah. get fifty percent of them back, but there's no velvet. Yeah. So if yeah. you're interested, I got one that I called, I named Chips and Dip. I want him to show back up. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. um, I haven't got the name. But living in southwest pa i get a good buck and some mentions are dead next year yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that history with a that's buck. Like, we're blessed now, we so I'm kind of them. yeah we get to hunt them for a few years and then yeah, get, either I we kill them or year. someone else kills them that's how it works yeah. like yeah you get about get two or three year. years that's on it. one and yeah. that's it so, uh yeah besides our one pierce we got so many deer that are going downhill they're probably seven or eight year old bucks out there just Nobody killed them. We can't kill them. Hey, Nobody. trophy! Hey, that's a trophy. Seven, eight-year-old deer, man. Yeah. That's a hell. Of a, that's that's pretty Every impressive. Every year, we're like, I right, let's see what this buck's gonna do. It's smaller. We're like, what is going on? Let's <laughs> <laughs> see where the four-year-old is. Probably nine. Yeah, yeah, but, shit. Well, if you guys aren't following his Instagram, make sure. What is your Instagram there, Ryan? Uh, Moose seventeen twenty. Yeah, you want to see me that. Yeah, if you want to just see some meathead walk through the woods and bullshit about it, just tune in because typically Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, that's when I'm going. So Yeah, I really love the trail cam. You're always, you know, talking about how you're placing your trail cam, why you're yeah. placing your trail cam, you know, what you've seen there in the past and kind of yeah. describing the area. And I soak that knowledge up. It's stuff that I works for me. It might not work for everybody, but you know what? I figure maybe there's some young kid out there or something or somebody doing the hunting. 
hey, he kills his first buck this year. Hey, it was yeah. worth it, you know. Yeah. I love it when guys give out that knowledge on the story. It's loose. It's just like you're out there with them, and he's like, yeah, yeah I had this scrape here a couple years ago. Yeah. Had a shooter on it, you know, and I can absorb knowledge just like I'm out there hunting with you. So I appreciate you putting that content out for guys like us to absorb and yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, calls me. I get, you know, it's kind of cool. We get people to message you. And like, the, I love the bullshit about deer. So yeah. anytime you want to message me about something, hey, I'm, I'm all for it, you know. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that episode. We always love talking to Moose. Guy's an absolute killer. Been doing it for many years out there, multiple different states. And uh, like I said, the episode people are messages and saying man i don't have any shooters yet or cams are slow a lot of time left for the cams to be soaking out there so don't get too worried about it yet just keep doing what you're doing um and if you know just like in this episode if you had a spot that was good in the past and you're worried about it oh man like like just like us we hung a cam in a summer spot looks like trash out there got one shooter buck in a month on cam yeah but we know it's gonna be good it's just sitting there <laughs> you know so um don't give up on those spots too early they might you know if you have past history there they might come back live but like always try to do the right thing we love you and uh white legacy is out